0: The Business South podcast is brought to you by Think Creative Intelligence Agency, Ridgeland, Mississippi, 601-856-2000. Welcome to Business South, sponsored by Think Creative Intelligence Agency in Ridgeland, Mississippi. I'm Jack Chris. Ryan Eaton is our guest here in the studio. Ryan, you're with Morgan White. What is your... Actual title and position. What does your business
1: card say? So I am the Chief Marketing Officer for Morgan White Group. And Morgan White Group is what, for those who don't know? So we do a lot of different things, actually. So we're a local agency here in Mississippi. So we sell group health insurance, individual insurance, anything on the life and health side. We also have a brokerage that operates in all 50 states, and that's what I'm over. We have a TPA that's a third-party administrator. And then we also have an international office out of Miami that does business in about 42 countries throughout the Caribbean, Latin America, South America. Was Morgan White started in Mississippi? It was in uh, 1987. Really? By who? David White and Johnny Morgan started in 1987. Kind of cool story. They sold it in 2000 and then uh, another partner bought it back in 2001 with them. So there was three of them now that are the owners of Morgan White. And when did you come aboard, right? I came on in 2006, I believe. Was your background in insurance? Or- you know, funny enough, I'm one of those guys, most people end up landing in insurance. They don't plan to get into insurance, but I actually majored in insurance, financial planning and risk management at Mississippi State. And so I kind of knew that I wanted to go into the family business side of it.
0: You know, don't be offended, but I think a lot, a lot <laughs> of people, you no, know, listen, when they hear insurance, they start yawning yeah. or they get bored. But it has got to be one of the most important part of any business, yeah. small, mid-sized, large. And I'm assuming you deal with all size businesses. So tell me, what, what's for those, here again, for those who don't know, the importance of insurance that people really don't think about or don't get. They're too busy running their business. They may not think about their insurance needs. Why should they? Why is it
1: important? You know, Jack, I would say nobody wants to talk about insurance, right? It's not, not, a, not a fun topic. It's kind of like uh, uh, financial planning or succession plan. you know, yeah. It's just not necessarily a fun topic to talk about, but it's something everybody needs uh, from an individual level to a business level. And in a lot of situations, it's also required. So, uh, so it is something that has to be talked about. Is it more important now than it has been in the
0: past, do you think?
1: You know, I would say so. I, I think it's always probably been important. But uh, now, given a lot of the different rules, regulations, laws, that definitely creates more of a demand and also creates more of a requirement, something that employers have to talk about.
0: What is the most important aspect of business insurance today in your mind? What are you seeing the need for or maybe the biggest misunderstanding when it comes to and this is for a business audience, of course. Yeah. But
1: what
0: what do they not get that they should get, Ryan?
1: Well, we specialize on the life and health side of things, okay. and so there's uh, there's life and health, and there's P and C, and both of them are going to have different things that kind of are the the key topics, right? Now, what you see from uh from on the life and health side of it is since the ACA came out in 2014, it's put employers of certain sizes in requirements. And if they're not doing certain things and not doing affordability testing and not doing other things of that nature, it can get them into some hot water. And so that's kind of the biggest thing now that's kind of become a, uh, a big topic. And then also now you look at too, that, that, uh, people are trying to keep their employees, right? They're trying to keep good employees, pay weight and pays going up in a lot of different scenarios. And, And so it's one of those things people are trying to offer different benefits to just be able to keep quality employees. So because of those type things, it's become more of a talking point, more of a a requirement now than anything. Now, in terms of Morgan White, even though you are a locally based
0: company, I assume you have regional clients or do you have national
1: clients? No, that's a great question. So we do business in all 50 states. And uh, so we have offices, 10 offices throughout the country. We have... Uh, we joke about it. We have some good spots. Like we have an office in Hawaii. We have office in, in <laughs> Can California. You get out there often? And unfortunately, no. <laughs> uh, and the, we laugh about the one time that uh, went out there when we were kind of doing the acquisition years ago. Uh, we went out there and we were out there for three days. And I was like, okay, I was like, we're gonna have to try to figure out something fun to do while we're over here. Maybe try to squeeze an extra day. We had eight to 10 meetings a day in it started, Hawaii. In Hawaii, that started from seven o'clock and ended with business dinners getting done at eight o'clock at night. So you yeah. didn't really get to enjoy it. So uh, I would have been sick
0: on one of those days, look, Ryan. Uh, I
1: don't know. It was, it was something.
0: Now, look, you also, this is interesting because you're on a podcast, but you host yeah. your own. That's right. And uh, tell me the name of the podcast, when you air, and why
1: in the world did you start? Your own podcast? No, that's a good question. So we have a podcast called Insurance Leadership Podcast. It airs the first Thursday of every month. Uh, So we're not putting something out on a daily basis or a weekly basis, just once a month. But we have different leaders in the insurance industry, particularly the life and health side of the insurance industry, coming in to speak about their experiences in the industry. Uh, Maybe it's a carrier on there. We had uh, one of the top 10 uh, global insurance companies actually on there this week. And he was kind of saying how insurance companies take products to market we will have agencies talking about the battles they're facing and, you know, the, the expanding market of agencies really getting into payroll and HR and kind of all the different things that go with it. So it's really more based on leadership and you pair it with insurance. So it's been a lot of fun.
0: And you're the host. I am. How long have you been airing the show?
1: We've been airing since April, and I really don't know how somebody with a redneck voice like myself got uh, put on to hosting (laughs) it, but uh, we've had a lot of fun. I joke about it. I feel like it's almost like a small mentor session each month with different business leaders across the country, and it's been a lot of fun. Who's your audience for the show? That's another good question. So we have carriers that listen in. We Mm -hmm. have third-party administrators, agents, agencies, and... You know, these guys are actually giving a lot of good leadership advice that's not specific to insurance. And so we've had other businesses listen in and owners and other things like that. It's been been a lot of fun to kind of hear some of the feedback. When I first heard about you and your podcast, I
0: understood you become very popular and, and it's highly listened to. Where can people access the podcast and how I mean, how do you judge your your. I'm not going to say ratings, but are you looking at social media numbers? Do you gauge how many people are listening at a given moment or
1: do Uh, you archive your shows? Tell me about that. We do. So I think we're on all the platforms, the Mm -hmm. Spotify, the iTunes. You can find any of those. There's a website, insuranceleadershippodcast.com. Okay. You can go and access the different. And then there's all the other different medias and channels out there. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can access that. I even saw the other day. Uh, someone sent me some rating stuff through Amazon. I didn't even realize Amazon had podcasts on their stuff. So uh, it's been I didn't fun. Either. Yeah. So, I, I learn something new. You here. do. You learn something new every day. So we've had a lot of fun. Uh, social media is obviously another aspect. We're trying to get in and start pushing that. And we actually just uh, for, for, uh, videoed our first few uh, video productions. Mm-hmm. So it's all been audio. And then we just went to the video side of it uh, this month.
0: Ryan Eaton is our guest. He's with Morgan White. And uh, have you gotten business from your podcast?
1: We have. You know that uh, our intention was to keep Morgan White Group out of it. Right. Like so we were trying to do something for the industry because we saw the need. There is there's so many different leaders in our market who were in their 60s, 70s, even 80s that if we don't disseminate and get that information out to the younger generation coming in, we mm-hmm. see there being potential issues down the road and how and why and what did you do? And and so that was really our form. So we kept more White out of it. But what's ended up happening is you're bringing on these different guests and then they introduce you to somebody and they introduce you to somebody else. And next thing you know, you're working five or six pretty big deals that's all due to the podcast. Well, so you, it's, it's been a been a lead generator really at the end of the day and we didn't intend for it to be. You almost have to talk about Morgan White on your podcast. You do. you. So what you end up doing, you talk about the, you talk about insurance and then you, and then ends up a guest will reference, hey, well we've, Worked with you guys or you guys know how to do this. And then it kind of leads. Eh, there's typically a Morgan white reference in there, but it's not coming from us. It's kind of from the external fact.
0: Well, and I'm sure you're like me. I can't stand these infomercials. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? And, and <laughs> I so I, I think we should say, even though I'll be honest, I haven't heard your podcast yet. Yeah. I plan on listening, but it's not an infomercial. It, no, it, I mean, it's definitely you get not. information, but it's not a sales pitch for 30 There is
1: not a sales. So one of the things we require with our guests is we're, we tell them, look, we don't want you talking about your products, your service. You might reference them in a discussion on why you did something or how you brought something to market. But from a sales pitch standpoint, we, we stay entirely away from that.
0: What was the oddest guest or strangest guest you ever had? Ooh. You don't have to give a name, but did somebody kind of throw you for a loop and say, I didn't expect this coming?
1: You know, I'll say I had a technology guy on there recently. Uh, It's pretty interesting. He was the uh, mayor of College Station in Texas and a big, big Aggie guy. And he came on. He is uh, he leads an insurance programming team. He has 270 programmers that work for him in Argentina, Uh, but his company's out of uh, Texas and so he he was one of those guys i was kind of expecting hey it's technology talk it's artificial intelligence it's data analytics it's you know which is l- literally over my head when you get into some yep. of that type of stuff but yep. he blew me away he was he had the one of the best personalities he was fun he was enjoyable And, you know, I felt like it was one of those things. I asked three questions and he just ran with it. And And you could uh, understand him. I uh, I could. And he he put it into, uh, I guess, human terms. And some of this type stuff is just, I hear artificial intelligence. I start thinking something completely different than what it actually is. But he brought it down to life and saw, let me see how we use artificial intelligence every day of the week.
0: As an insurance professional, how much continuing education do you have to have? I mean, you mentioned regulations. There are a lot of changes going on and rules, you know, in the, in the US rules change almost on a weekly basis. Yeah. So do you have to go through continuing education in your role? And I, I'm i sure that's part of your podcast too, <laughs> yeah. getting when people up to date.
1: Yeah. I think most insurance agents, it's different by state, right? So in Mississippi, we insurance agent, if you have a license, you have to have 24 hours of continuing it each year. Um, and so you can do that online. You can bring someone into your office and train a team at the same time. You can go to a class. There's a lot of different things along those lines. You know, I tell people that, you know, when you get your insurance license, you you take a test and probably 90% of the information you learn on that test you'll never use again. And same kind type thing with continuing ed. It's typically one topic specific, maybe with three hours of fraud built into it as well to kind of help you on that side of it. But you know, I feel like I get my continuing education every day in the market. You know, we're mm-hmm. talking with people and yesterday I had a call with a guy in Maine, South Carolina, California, Texas. I mean, you're hearing different markets and that's where the continuing education is. If you're not out there talking and finding out what's going on in the streets, you just you're you're gonna be out of the market really.
0: And you know, Ryan, I may be wrong about this, but I read somewhere, it was in Forbes or a business magazine, that that the insurance industry is aging. It is. And that it's getting harder to find young people to enter the field that's is that right. true are you seeing a not i'm not gonna say brain drain
1: but no, is it harder to recruit
0: younger people as your older folks are retiring
1: well that's that's a really good question that's one of the reasons again why we started the podcast was to be able yeah. to get that information out there and you know i think again people land in the insurance industry they don't plan on going into it you know if you go to college and you tell someone, I'm planning to go into insurance. Yeah. They look at you like, what in the world? They're wasting their money. You know, it's a, uh, it's, it's no, a, right. yeah, right. but yeah. I tell people too, you know, I think insurance is one of the best businesses there is. I mean, it's, it's, everybody needs it. It will always be there. That's right. You're selling paper with a promise. So you don't have inventory from a business standpoint. You're not going into debt, so to say, to start it off. You don't have to go put, you know, 20 cars on a car lot to be able to kind of have inventory <laughs> there. Right. Uh, It's one of those things that everybody needs it. The residual income side of it's great. And uh, I had a mentor of mine tell me that if you give insurance five to 10 years of your life, it will take care of you for the next 30. And I couldn't agree with that quote more. And it's hard work. You got to get in there. And obviously, just like kind of you were hinting at earlier, no one really wants to see the insurance guy walk in the door. But uh, I think that's also if you can be the one who continues to walk in the door uh, is one of those things that insurance can serve you very well. So you're telling me it's a good career. You hang in it. there. and you, I you, love it. Yep. It's, uh, it's something new every day. Uh, my attention span is usually about 30 seconds. And so uh, I need something <laughs> new. I need uh, I need something uh, different, different hurdle, different obstacle to kind of try to overcome each day. And I think insurance provides that.
0: You know, on every show we've done so far here at Business South and in, in other lines of work I do, and I write articles on businesses, COVID always comes up. So I have to ask, how did COVID affect not only your industry, but specifically, how Morgan White does things. Did you shut down? Did it what happened?
1: Do yeah, you all? so so from a Morgan White standpoint, we shut down for about two to three weeks. And when I say shut down, people went to work from the house. Uh but we because we have a TPA, which is a third-party administrator, we still had to handle claims, we still had to handle customer service, we still had to handle policy issue, we had to handle commissions. There were other things like that we had to handle. Um, and because of that, it was, we were, um, I forget the term they used but we were one of those businesses that were allowed to go to work and you could get around the COVID guidelines to be able to come to work. So that part was fine from the sales, marketing, uh, other aspects of the organization. We went home for three weeks. Everyone got a laptop, everyone worked from home and probably about three to four weeks back in, everyone came back. And so we've been back at the office and, uh, now granted our office in Pennsylvania, they were shut down longer because of certain requirements. Our California office shut down more because of certain requirements. And each one kind of had their different pockets on kind of what you had to kind of dodge and move with the, with the guidelines. But back here in Mississippi, you know, we probably have about 200 people in our office here in Ridgeland. and uh, They're all and, back? And, and everyone's back and been back for, you know, really we're only out for a few weeks. We've done some hybrid schedules. A lot of people kind of work from home and do some different things depending on the roles that they're in. But but overall, we've been back.
0: But, you know, I've heard, and I'm sure you have clients who told you this, a lot of these businesses, some folks are, are opting to stay at home. They are. And work through Zoom and, and management is saying, okay.
1: That's right. And I think there's definitely a place for that. And what we've seen is that, you know, when and our, on my team, we probably have about 35, 40 folks uh, we're a sales team, so we are a lot of high energy going on, a lot of high personalities in the disc portfolio, disc, disc range. And I would say with that, sometimes when you're in the office, it's easier to get distracted too. Uh, you know, you have more coffee breaks, or you get, you're leaving for lunch, and you're driving 30 minutes to the office right. and 30 minutes home from the office. You have so many different little things like that. You want to hear about Sally's kid, how she did at the, how he did at the ball game yeah. last night, or how the cheerleading's going, or whatever the case may be and you end up getting distracted when you're your home, you have less of those distractions. And what we saw was when we actually sent our people home, we've done it the last two fourth quarters, uh, probably 60 to 70% of our business is done for January 1. And with that being the case, we moved people home for fourth quarter and we've seen our business continue to increase. And I think a lot of that is due to focus and uh, and so less distractions. Ryan, you're in a
0: very competitive field uh, and as chief marketing officer, it's up to you to. to- ahead of the competition and show people and show potential clients why you're better. How do you do that?
1: You know, I'll go back again to what another mentor told me. He said, uh, in our business, we have to create better Mm mousetraps. And uh, so what is it that the, in my shoes, we have about 28,000 agents that work with us across the country. So I'm always trying to be able to provide them what they need to be able to go meet with the groups, the individuals, et cetera, that they're meeting with. So. It's, uh, hey, do I need to provide them with better technology, easier ways to quote, automatic enrollment so they're not having to go fill out all these apps. And what can I do on those sides? How can I make the underwriting easier for them? And, you know, there's the marketing side of it, which is the 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 videos and the social media yep. and the email blasts and all that type of stuff. But there's also, at the end of the day, you know, the KISS principle, keep it simple, stupid. And so how can we make it as easy as we can for them to want to do business with us? And uh, I'd say probably one of our biggest things is we're... We do business for probably about forty different insurance companies. We handle their administration, so we do consolidated billing and consolidated commissions and one spot for ads and changes. Because if you're an employer, you don't want to have to remember to go to Blue Cross and Delta and VSP yep. and AmFirst and all these different companies to go make. Hey, Fred, Fred resigns. Sally got fired. You know, so and so didn't show up. You don't. You want to make sure that you can go to one spot. And it gets to all the appropriate parties. So we do different things like that from a technology standpoint to be able to make it easier for the groups and the agents. So you do the marketing for the whole country? Yes, sir. (laughs) That's got to be. uh, Well, I don't know if it's daunting, but that's challenging, I'm sure. It is challenging. Different rules, different states, different requirements, different personality types. Uh, You know, it's. It's something new every day. But again, to me, for my personality, I need that. And uh, so it it works out well for for me. All right, here's a tough part of the show. Okay, Who is
0: Ryan Eaton? Tell us about your background and how you came to be Executive VP and Chief of Marketing at Morgan White.
1: <laughs> What's the story? But, you know, uh, as I mentioned... You I, can uh, embellish if you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah I add some stuff as I go. The story gets better and better every time I PhDs tell it, PhDs right? <laughs> yeah. and MIT. That's right. Well, I, I went to Mississippi State University, graduated, as I mentioned, insurance, risk management, financial planning, and uh, and liked it. And I knew kind of with the family business type stuff, like, hey, this is something I need to look at. And, um, and so, I, but right after college, I actually, I worked on the beach one summer before college and I laugh about it I was I brought down my dad said yeah you can go work wherever you want to during the summer you just got to pay for it and right, uh, so right. I said okay and uh, so I went down with a big cooler full of frozen chicken uh, <laughs> in the back of my car and a George Foreman grill and uh, <laughs> and I, I was down I was actually living in Rosemary Beach at the time this was before Rosemary Beach in 38 really just blown up and uh, and I was I remember I didn't have a place to live and I was showering you know the little shower pools as you go out by the oh, beach yeah, yeah, I remember showering that one night. I remember staying one night in a place in Destin called the Spunky Monkey Hotel. And I remember asking ah, myself, yeah, that you know, sounds, sounds it was great the cheapest, hotel, <laughs> cheapest hotel, hotel in Florida, I think. <laughs> and uh, you know, it was one of those things that uh, I remember asking myself, I was like, well, is this really well? And I was with a buddy. We were having a great time. and ended up a family took us in to live with them in their guest house there in Rosemary. So we stayed with them and he ended up talking to me to come back in and and move down to Florida. So I moved down to Florida, did real estate for a little bit. At that time, Katrina happened, and you know, Ivan had happened, and yep. so the the market got a little softer, and sales had, had slowed down greatly. So after that, uh, I started selling some insurance and got into the senior market and uh, a lot of Medicare, Medicare supplement type stuff that everyone over the age of sixty five kind of is working with. And uh, it brought me back. Uh, it brought me back to Jackson, and so I started doing business with our family. Married my wife, Amanda, my wonderful wife. I got two boys, Carter and Eli. They're 15 and 12. And, uh, Good ages. Yeah, it is. It's it's a fun season. Uh, it's kind of what we were talking about earlier. You know, you feel like you you get up early in the morning and you leave the house at seven and between kids' games and everything else, you're getting home about 9.30. So it's kind of a, I know I'm present. <laughs> I don't know if I'm intentional with my time, but uh, but I know I'm there for them at least. Back to
0: your career, I've got a, one of these two sides of the same coin questions. First of all, If you look back, and you've been doing this for how many years? Oh, man. Uh, 17
1: or 18 years now, I think.
0: What was the high point or pinnacle of your career? Something you can look back on and say, you know, I was on all cylinders. I'm proud of this. But conversely, was there ever a point when you said, I got to get out? I got to make a change? Because we all face that. Yeah. I mean, you know we do. No, you're right. If you've been doing something long enough, there are great moments, but there are also down times, and sometimes you question should I be doing this yeah, anymore?
1: I'll answer the second part first because okay. I remember that time specifically. not trying to get you in trouble no, with you no, know, your no, bosses. No. Or- <laughs> I remember when, I, when I've probably been in about a year. And uh, at that point, I was going to individuals' houses. And I was selling insurance policies to individuals. I'd set up appointments. I'd go meet with people. And I love the actual meeting with people. But sometimes it'd have me driving an hour to go meet with this person or even an hour and a half, two hours to go meet with this person And for an individual policy. And at some point you ask yourself, hey, is this economically, does it make sense? And and so I remember one time I'd gone to an appointment. It was a no-show. Another appointment, it was a no-show. But the only thing that showed up at that one was their Rottweiler uh, on the front porch. And I remember running to my car, getting in and being like, (laughs) what am I doing? <laughs> and uh, so that was definitely one of those points I questioned whether I was doing the right thing. But, you know, there's been a lot of high points along the way. And a lot of times, man, we just really, Lord blessed us and business and it's been a lot of fun. But I'd say I'm probably having, even though my plate's probably the heaviest it's been is right now, I'm probably having the most fun right now. The longer you're in the, in the insurance industry, it is a relationship business. And I feel like, you know, you get that relational equity after you've been doing it for 18 years. Right. And you've made all the different people. And I, I have just such a wonderful team and uh, great people around me. And it just it makes it a lot more work with my 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 dad, my uncle, my it's two uncles, my cousins, my brother. I mean, we probably have about 12 family members up there, at Morgan white group now. So it's a lot of fun. Everyone kind of runs in their own lane. So everyone's, you know, we're not yeah. stepping on each other's toes, but. It makes it, it makes a lot of fun.
0: You know, that, that leads to a point that may be the only positive thing that's come out of COVID. And that is, you know, here recently, we've kind of gone back to some sense of normalcy. You're going back to ball games. Right. You're going back to know, right. seeing people. And I'm assuming y'all have got a pretty close-knit group up there at Morgan White. Don't you think now we, we don't take things as granted like we used to, that we feel a little more blessed. We feel a little more fortunate because we lost people. That's right. And we were out of the game. And we didn't know if we were going to come back. Ryan. That's right. I mean, think that no, We right. didn't. You're Two years ago, right. we didn't know what the, you know, yeah. heck we were dealing with. That's right. So I'm wondering, as, as a corporate, in the corporate climate, have you found that people are a little bit more
1: grateful to work? Yeah. You know, I think I think there's aspects that people enjoyed being able to do their emails at their house and take their phone calls, then throw a load of laundry in, right? And then get back to their emails. I think yeah. there's some things like that that probably people enjoy a little bit of the aspect they were able to kind of do some stuff at home but when you have a culture like we do with just phenomenal people and people enjoying working together and just good folks our, our president said for the longest time you know we've been blessed to have good folks come to Morgan White group and because of that it, it's one of those things that I think when everyone gets back and you know you can do the barbecue party at the office one month yeah. and the ice cream socials for the each, for the people's birthdays each month. And, you know, maybe go to Providence Hill and shoot skeet with your team and, and, you know, have a big cookout. I mean, there's things like that, right? That are just, they're special, they're fun, and you can't get working from the house.
0: And you can't beat human interaction. No, you can't. We're, whether on a sales call or even working with your peers. That's really, right. Zoom, don't, don't cut
1: it. It, it, it doesn't it, replace it. It can. That's right. It does not replace it. It can. It can supplement it. It a can. Tool, but it cannot replace it. That's exactly right.
0: One final question yeah. about Morgan Watt and what you all do, since it is such a competitive field. Yep. I'm wondering. I'm sure a lot of businesses have had existing relationships with companies for years and years. That's right. So, are you basically, when you're looking for new business, are you going after brand new businesses, or do you try to go to people who have existing customers and say, "Give us a
1: shot." Yeah, that's, that's a good question. So kind of I'll hit it from two different angles. So from an agency side here in Mississippi, our agency and our agency manager, they're trying to go out and get new businesses. Uh, they're also trying to get businesses that have been existing. Any business. And yeah, any business, you know, really. Uh, we don't discriminate. And uh, <laughs> so we, we like working with anybody. And, that's right. And so but then on the agent agent side of the house, when we're talking about working with our brokers, uh, we go after any, any broker who's quality. Uh, across the country and so uh, and you're you're gonna pick up some 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 bad apples and you'll pick up some great apples and uh but we will work with anybody on that front and our main product is probably called the premium saver Mm -hmm. uh and what it does is environments kind of like we're doing we're seeing now it just booms and because it will lower a group's health insurance premium typically typically by about eight to twelve percent and so sometimes in good times everything's going great you know you might take your eight percent rate increase from the blues or united or whoever else But when things get a little tougher and inflation starts creeping in and you know, stock market's not doing too well, people are willing to say, Hey, I may take two cards to be able to lower my insurance eight to twelve percent. So Right now, things have been going great on the new business front. And uh, so it's uh, really opened up some doors for
0: us. Well, and we mentioned
1: recruiting. Are you hiring right now? We are. We, we, we I don't think there's a day we're not hiring. Really? And uh, different aspects. So we have a programming team, an accounting team, The as I mentioned, the TPA and the brokerage, and, and a lot of different locations. So we're always looking for good people with good attitudes, hardworking. I mean, we work hard, but we have fun too. We got a great, great place to work. I'm based
0: here in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Ridgeland, home, Mississippi. Home office. Home office. Ryan Eden, it's been a pleasure having you on. And Dad, thank you. Tell me how people can get in touch with you or learn more about Morgan White. I'm sure they're going to want information. And also give your podcast uh, address again.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so if you want to find out more about Morgan White Group, you can go to uh, www.morganwhite.com. Uh, you can find out our contact information there, and you can address us that way um also uh, insurance leadership podcast is insuranceleadershippodcast.com pretty simple there and uh but uh but, yeah, you can find it on on apple or spotify or any of the podcast stations out there
0: and i urge people to listen i'm going to i was honest with you i told <laughs> hey, you no, i don't, don't listen, listen. That's i'm <laughs> not going to tell you a story but i do intend to listen to, maybe i'll learn something about insurance myself i love i'm it, sure Dad. i will mr ryan Eaton, the executive vp and Chief Marketing Officer with Morgan White Group. I'm Jack Chris. This is the Business South podcast brought to you by Think Creative Intelligence Agency in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Thanks for listening and take care.